Welcome to This AmeriCorps Life, the official Arizona Serve podcast by AmeriCorps members for AmeriCorps members, past, present, and future. And here is your host, Sarah Haber. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of This AmeriCorps Life. I am your host, Sarah Haber. We are kicking off a brand new grant year. And what better way to kick things off than to invite two of our new team leaders that are going to be serving down here in Tucson to tell us all about what they've got planned for the new year. So welcome, Gianni and Red. Hey, thanks, Sarah. Thank you for the welcome. Very excited to be here. So Gianni and Red, wow, your names. I mean, just thinking of some of my favorite television shows, Gianni from Jersey Shore and Red Red Foreman from that 70s show. Oh, or Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. I love that a lot. Well, we're very, very excited to have you all down here to join our team in Tucson. Both of you will be serving as the team leaders for our two different well, that's cohorts. New to me. What was that? That's new to me. <laughs> you didn't know? Nah. Well, guess what? You're going to be leading our Vista team, Gianni. So I've enjoyed the last three weeks, so I'm actually yeah. encouraged to hear that I actually have some responsibility around here. Yeah. But. Why don't you tell us some of the things you've kind of been up to in these past few weeks? A lot of onboarding, a lot of meetings, things have finally kind of slowed down with regards to that. But what I will be doing, as far as I understand right now, is I'll be uh, supporting our VISTA members. We have 10 that are in the Tucson community working at various uh, nonprofits and public organizations, including uh, the Food Bank, Diaper Bank, Library, International Rescue Community, et cetera, et cetera. So part of my job will be to support them in their work, whether that's emotionally, socially, or even programmatically, and um, also work on the administrative side in Arizona Serve to assist the managers and fellow coworkers in that way, and some recruitment, which will be ramping up here early next year for positions available. And as of right now, that's how I understand my position to be, and I'm sure I'll be surprised. <laughs> Far out, far out. Awesome. And Red, obviously, you know, you'll be the team leader for our state team, yeah. mimicking and doing a lot of similar things that Gianni is doing. Mm -hmm. But how about you? What have you kind of been up to in your, your couple weeks here? You're a returning member, actually. Am, you served yes. with us last year. Yes, and in 2018. Um, so, yeah, like Gianni, um, recruiting, a lot of training, you know, event planning, some social media things. I am now a star on the Instagram. On the gram. <laughs> so, like I said, Red, you know, you obviously have served before. And Gianni, you also have done some similar service uh, prior to coming here with our team at Arizona Serve. Do either one of you want to talk about some of your previous experience with service and what y'all have been up to? Yeah, so I'll talk the first term I did with AmeriCorps was at Tucson Village Farm. So we planned events and trips for our 4-H youth and the youth that were part of our programs with the field trips throughout the TUSD school system, um, teaching kids about nutrition and farm life and cooking and all kinds of really cool skills for our summer camp. Then I did a term with Food Corps where I taught education and gardening to K through five students at Roscrooge Bilingual here in Tucson. Um, I was also at Tully Elementary in Monzo with little ones, little pre-K kids, planting seeds. 
Um, and last year I served at United Way as a benefits enrollment specialist, helping, um, assisting opportunity youth apply for things like FAFSA or um, Access Medical Care or um, SNAP and food benefits, anything government benefits. Wow. So you are really kind of connected a lot with, you know, you just named providing resources for things that different folks in the community perhaps need access to. One of the biggest things you mentioned was was food. And I know that you also have a gig over with the Heirlooms Farmers Market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I manage a market through Heirlooms Farmers Market. It's in Oro Valley on Saturdays at Steampump Ranch. We do have five different markets, the biggest one being at Rita Racetrack on Sundays. Definitely check it out. Uh, we're there at these markets, we double the SNAP benefits. So if you come and run your EBT card for, say, 20 bucks, we'll give you 20 bucks in farm books to spend just like at the grocery store. You know, no hot prepared foods, but anything else. And then we double that in coins that you can use to buy locally grown produce. So we're, you know, getting the local fresh produce to the people that need it and also supporting our local farmers. I think it's the best thing since sliced bread. Nice. Gotta love our local farmers markets. And obviously, you know, supporting our AmeriCorps members who are on a very modest budget having them be aware of these benefits that they could be receiving and how they could actually be using some of those benefits at cool things like the farmer's market. You're definitely going to be able to uh, provide a lot of folks with that much needed information here just within our own team. Oh, yeah. I'm willing to, you know, be a chaperone, take you to the market, show you around how to use Snap and double up your Snap, give you some recipes. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of cool stuff going on, um, and I'm free on Sundays usually, so. Love it. All right. And Gianni, how about yourself? What uh, kind of service were you kind of up to before joining our team here? Yeah, so we'll have to go back to, oh, sorry, 2013. Uh, the reason I was able to get this position was based on my experience in the Peace Corps. So I did Peace Corps in Cambodia from 2013 to 2015. As a health education volunteer, but mostly taught English. Um, and then did Peace Corps in Rwanda in the response program, which are short-term service um, periods for 11 months uh, from 16 to 17. And then um, I was in the AmeriCorps Vista Summer Associate with the, the state of Arizona's refugee resettlement program, working particularly with the, um, the refugee health coordinator in getting organizations connected, work, getting... Um, trying to get vaccine events put together, attending various events and meetings, and just kind of doing whatever was needed in the office with regards to refugees accessing health benefits and COVID vaccines and testing. And then, yeah, so I started, I finished that job on a Sunday, literally, had an event at IRC and then started this position on Monday, like the 15th or 16th of last month. But outside of that, I did like food bank stuff and worked for uh, Amnesty International in Atlanta. I did recruiting. I'm a doctorate student at Kennesaw State University in Georgia. So I, part of my, my position was to recruit people for like Peace Corps related programming on campus. So kind of combining all those experiences and learning new skills in this position to hopefully be successful in the next 11 months. Nice. So it sounds like you've kind of hopped around a bit. Yeah. 
Nice. Little, a little too much. <laughs> so now that you've kind of hopped over here into Tucson, um, a lot of our members, obviously, particularly on the Vista side, are relocating from other areas of either the country or the world just to come here to Tucson, Arizona. As someone who is settling into this new community, and as someone who has had to settle into other communities that have obviously been new and different, what are some of your kind of takeaways so far with settling into Tucson as they have compared to some of the other places you've traveled to? It's a great question. So it's been a little bit different for me. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's a, a virtue of mine, but having moved around, which means that I haven't really been able to settle anywhere, which, you know creates a lack of community and maybe deep friendships in certain places. So there definitely is a downside to it. But moving here has been a bit different. A, because like emotionally I'm capable of making these transitions. It's not that too difficult for me. Second of all, my partner is a doctorate student at the University of Arizona in public health. So I've come down and visited her seven, eight occasions before. So I was kind of familiar with the um, Tucson area, plus the house I'm living in now is my best friend George's brother's house, and he doesn't live in the area right now. So I was kind of put into that situation. So my circumstance is rather simple compared to others, um, which of course, it does have its challenges, but I wouldn't necessarily have anybody compare theirs to mine. So it's been easy for me, but only because I've had people and resources in place for this transition to be easy. But I know for other people who are coming here for the first time and it's the first time to Arizona, first time moving away from home, people from Texas isn't too far away, but Montana, people from California. So I know for them it'll be a bit difficult because they don't have necessarily initial relationships here. They're having to kind of create a core community with other VISTA members and people out there organizations. So mine's a bit different, but still it's a transition nonetheless. Right. And I think that, you know, here at Arizona Serve, helping folks in those relocation transitions is probably one of the main benefits that we definitely share with those candidates in that, hey, relocating to a new community is an awesome opportunity and a great step why not do it and have this organization like Arizona Serve where you have a cohort, you have team leaders who are here that you can become connected with and really help you in that settling in process. So hopefully for our members, they will find it somewhat easier settling in here versus if they were to relocate somewhere else and they didn't have this you know, supportive organization behind them. Absolutely. So kind of speaking of our team and settling in as leaders, one of your responsibilities is to facilitate our monthly team meetings and also potentially create some more informal places for our teams to kind of gather and get to know each other. What are some ideas that y'all have this year to sort of facilitate that relationship building that will happen with our team? I will say right off the bat, um, in my idealist mind, I'm like, okay, well, there's going to be a group camping event. We're going to go up onto Mount Lemon and like bond as a team. Definitely lots of food involved. And I think for you, Red, someone who served with us last year, really in the height of the pandemic and in the height of our society having to be socially distant and also being in a virtual space, 
I would imagine you're probably excited to experience our program in a world that is opening up a little bit more, obviously still taking those precautions into place, but definitely getting a little bit more of an interactive experience than, than last year's was. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people that was the case. You know, we were isolating, trying to protect ourselves and other people in our communities and just haven't really connected that much. So I think it's a great opportunity for us to connect as a cohort and, you know, meet new people, make friends, etc. I think um, the cohort is a great place to make those connections. I think I'm particularly lucky with my cohort because everybody is of a similar age group. There are 11 of us total, if you include me, myself. So I don't feel like I have to really do that much work. I mean, given my age difference between them, it's between 10 and 13 years, like I could be their uncle. I probably have to more to be more of a facilitative role more so than really trying to be the spearhead of things because I don't know if I can necessarily co- connect with that organization as a millennial um what are they gen z at this point i don't even know what they are um <laughs> but uh it's probably a good mix of yeah. gen z's and millennials What's after z nothing so um, yeah it just ends there are no more, there are no <laughs> stay more, tuned there are no more millennials i mean there are, there are no more generations that's the last one but we'll see we have people who are pretty proactive and trying to get people put together like they've started a um a texting chat thing which i'm not a part of because because <laughs> part, because part because I have a flip phone still. But that being said, um, that's right. You do still have yeah. a flip phone. Yeah. Very jealous. No. But yeah, we're gonna try and do some outdoorsy stuff. I really want to take people to the driving range so we can all embarrass ourselves. But um, I'm gonna see how people feel about that. Yeah, we'll see. There's so much food in this area as well. Maybe just trying to get, have get-togethers, try different restaurants. I think it's probably the most like simplistic. Uh, yeah, it's kind of we can touch everyone at their at their base with food. So mm-hmm. you have to really work that hard exactly to uh, to get people put together for that. I think food resonates with everyone, Gianni. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also your approach of taking suggestions from your teams, regardless of the age difference, regardless of you know the differences in your interests, I think will ultimately make both of y'all better leaders, hearing from your team and hearing what it is that they ultimately want this year. Yeah, I'm excited to explore that more and see what all of my members are into. Yeah, I know a lot of them want to camp and hike, but I don't think that's everybody. I know yesterday when we were over at the diaper bank for our 9-11 day of service, which was so much fun. Mm -hmm. It was very sweaty, but I hope y'all had as much fun as I did. Yeah. Bundling diapers. Um, (laughs) Burrito. (laughs) The burrito technique. Yeah. It was cool to be able to see in in that moment a very formal space. And I don't even want to say a formal space. I don't think formal is the right word, but... It was a required Arizona Serve event that the members had to go to, and it was cool to be able to see them already interacting, getting to know one another, talking about, you know, they were talking about places to go camping and hiking and seeing them start to create those bonds and relationships. Yeah, they were inquisitive about, you know, what what good places around Tucson, and I I really admire that, you know, getting into your environment and, and getting to know it right away. It's pretty cool. So Gianni, I know that uh, when you first started, you had chatted with me about wanting 
uh, this year to be a year where you could help kind of build more connections for Arizona Serve to do more outreach opportunities and specifically trying to uh, see if we could get some opportunities that would coincide with Peace Corps recruiters because of, you know, how similar our programs are. And I know that you accompanied me at the uh, University of Arizona Activity Fair last week, another hot and sweaty event. <laughs> but why don't you tell me a little bit more about that and, and your ideas kind of kind of behind that? Even though I work for Arizona Serve as AmeriCorps VISTA, Peace Corps will always be in my heart. And I recognize that there is definitely... Um, Similar interests for those who want to serve in AmeriCorps and Peace Corps, where you have people who have either served in AmeriCorps first, then did Peace Corps, or vice versa. I believe in my Peace Corps Cambodia cohort, I am the fourth person to do AmeriCorps after service, or third. People either, they want to do, they want to do something like Peace Corps, but they don't want to go abroad, or people want to do something like AmeriCorps, or they want to go abroad. Because when I did my Peace Corps recruiting, stuff I'm on my campus, I get people asking me, oh, what's the, what if I want to go overseas? I'm like, oh, there's AmeriCorps. There's like, it's like the domestic Peace Corps. So I've reached out to um, Peace Corps related people at the University of Arizona campus. And our goal is to collaborate, do tabling events, kind of, yeah, work together so we can um, kind of net uh, people who are interested in just doing service and filter them either to international routes or the domestic route, make very clear that they are mutually inclusive. You can do both things. It's not stuck to only doing one. So that's the goal. Work with them. Ideally, to go to like Pima Community College as well, because I know that would definitely help the U of A in getting um, people interested in go to U of A, U of A if they want to do Peace Corps because of their Peace Corps related programming, and then also getting them connected with the Arizona, uh, with Arizona Serve opportunities. Not only as an Arizona Serve member, but if they want to volunteer for organizations in which our members are working at. It'd be good to have like a a volunteer pipeline, as it were. Plus, with Peace Corps, they have something called Peace Corps Prep, which is which is a certificate program related to their coursework. And if they complete that, they have a higher chance of getting into the Peace Corps. I'm not gonna get into that. However, they have mandatory volunteer hours that they fulfill to get that certificate. So, getting some of those people to work with our partnering organizations, and also. For those who complete Peace Corps, they have access to something called the Coverdale Fellowship. Certain universities offer tuition reduction, if not free tuition, for former Peace Corps volunteers. And to fulfill their Coverdale Fellowship requirement, they need to uh, complete service hours. So just try and get those people as well to get connected with us and our partners to work. So ultimately, working in partnership with Peace Corps-related people to funnel volunteers into our organizations and to do joint recruiting to get people thinking about what they want to do after they finish college. Yeah, like you said, you are helping to expand our reach of people who we can connect to because of how similar the programs are and how many more people we could be reaching if we were to kind of team up with some of those Peace Corps recruiters that are here in the area. So, Red, I have a question for you. As a former AmeriCorps Arizona Serve member, what are some lessons and some opportunities that you had from your experience that you hope to use to help your members navigate through their year of service? Uh, well, there's a lot. I learned a lot over my three terms. Um, I think probably the first thing is try, you know, try not to stress out. 
you're learning as you're doing and give yourself grace and um, patience because sometimes it can feel a little um, discouraging, you know, if you're not doing what you thought you were going to be doing. I would like to, I would really love to take our cohort to the High Ropes course that 4-H does as a good team building activity. Um, that was my first cohort building activity and I got what they call Elvis legs trying to climb up and they, you know, my cohort was there and encouraged me to do the things that I thought I couldn't do. So I think that's a great experience for people to have from the get-go. So for both of you as team leaders, what do you look for in your team? Whether that is the team that you are leading or the team that you'll be working with, which is our staff here at Arizona Serve. I definitely look, um, you know, the staff for good communication, good boundaries. Um, and then in a cohort, I kind of want to see, you know, the group dynamic and see how they communicate with each other and be there to support them and highlight their service. So I think actually one of the benefits of coming into the service with my background is that I've never been a full-time AmeriCorps member. I mean, I was, I did two, I did 10 weeks as a summer associate in Phoenix, but as with the state government, so it wasn't with a nonprofit. So I think one benefit from coming in from that perspective is that I don't really know anything at all. So it allows me to come in with a, with no preconceived notions of how things should be done. Um, I'm able to use my previous experience in the Peace Corps and academia or whatever to inform some of the decisions I make, but really to listen and learn from the members of Arizona Serve at the office and for the experience, to listen to the experiences of the um, VISTA members who, in which I am uh, working with. They're the experts of their own experience. I don't understand their experiences at site. So therefore, it requires me to have a more active ear. I would probably recommend they take a look at Zach's budgeting tool because that is super helpful when we're, you know, living on this stipend. It's it's super helpful to track your spending and see where you can, you know, maybe save some money. And, and where can folks find that? That is on the Arizona Serve website. So it's on the blog. There's a post and it's him laying on a couch with a mask and he's at a laptop. You know, it's that video. It actually used to be this room where that picture was taken. Are you serious? Yes, totally. I thought he was at home. No, he was here. <laughs> so this is a really cool, I guess, question for me to be able to ask you all here on this podcast. As AmeriCorps members, obviously you're giving to an organization and putting something in here and obviously we want to be able to give something in return if not a high monetary benefit but at least some experience that is going to kind of help prolong your future what are some things that y'all are hoping to get out of this specific americorps service as a team leader does it relate to something you want to do in the future? Does it not relate to something you want to do in the future? Are you not even thinking about that at all yet? Where are y'all at in terms of what is it that you are hoping to kind of accomplish this year? 
Well, I know with my other AmeriCorps service terms, I had all kinds of really awesome opportunities for professional development and trainings. I also got to hike the Grand Canyon, which, you know, it's an opportunity I never would have had otherwise. Um, this year, I'm really looking forward to learning, you know, how I can be the best team leader and learning, you know, facilitation skills and how to better support my team in AmeriCorps. I would also maybe like to, I would also like to learn as much as I can about grant writing because I think that would be a super useful skill for the future. I'm in a unique spot. Um, I'm in my last year, ideally, of my dissertation. And my dissertation focuses on international development volunteers and best volunteer practices and cross-cultural communication, understanding, and, and those important things. So... I feel that this position is in line with my professional development because I am mostly concerned about development volunteer practice, whether it's domestic or international. So I think this is a great opportunity for me to learn how to um, interact and manage with fellow volunteers because ideally I would like to work for the Peace Corps or AmeriCorps in some capacity, um, particularly volunteer management or development and training so this yeah this this position just position just fits perfectly with my with my career goals i think a really cool thing about working here and specifically serving with you know arizona serve and being this team leader i really like that in all of our roles so me as a program manager and you all as team leaders it's the nature of our job to be connected with these other organizations that are here in Tucson. And so for me as a young professional, I really think that just being here is a benefit of itself because I have to work and network with all of these different organizations that it's really kind of opened my eyes as to where I potentially see myself wanting to, you know, explore my own professional development and other issues that I may be, you know, more particularly interested in. Um, I know that y'all are kind of new to your roles, and this may be something that you find and explore later on this year, but are there any organizations that we currently partner with that you either didn't know we partnered with before joining our team and are kind of learning a little bit more about their organization that you're like, wow, that's actually really interesting. I, it's so cool that we partner with them. I'm, I'm excited that I could potentially kind of explore a little bit more what, what they're kind of up to. Yeah, I think before being a team leader, before serving as a team leader, I wasn't really um, privy to all of the organizations that Arizona Serve really partners with um, and maybe just didn't think too much about that. But now as a team leader, I'm looking at all the acronyms and I'm like, wow, we're in a lot of places, you know, places where I don't normally or necessarily think we would be. Um, I think Watershed Management Group was one. We have several members there. And and I'm just like really curious about that organization and how they utilize volunteers. So through my position with the Refugee Resettlement Program at the state of Arizona, I became a bit clear of where AmeriCorps volunteers were, but not necessarily which organization, which organization housed them. Like if the people worked at IRC that they were Arizona serve, I didn't necessarily understand that. 
so I'm not necessarily surprised by any of the organizations. However, and I only say this because I've only visited their organization. I'm not saying that they're any better than anybody else, but I was really encouraged by the work that being, that was being done by the the diaper bank. Didn't know that that even existed or how that work was being done. So understanding how expensive, I'm, I'm not a parent um, and probably for financial reasons, most importantly, but I had no idea how expensive really diapers were. And so knowing that this organization distributes diapers all around the state, the, the financial burden that many people with children hold because of products and resources they need for the kids can drastically or significantly be alleviated by this organization. Um, and it seems so intuitive. You're, I'm surprised I've never heard of a diaper bank before. So I was really encouraged by that work. I'm actually proud that uh, Arizona Serve partners with organizations like that that make a real tangible impact in people's lives. And yeah, like I said, I just think that for you both this year, I definitely would encourage you to keep exploring who it is that we partner with and learning more about their overall missions and seeing if some of the things that you have mentioned here as something you're trying to gain from your overall experience, if that is something that aligns with something or with someone that we currently partner with. Alrighty, anything else that y'all wanted to share today? No, thank you, Sarah, for giving us the opportunity to um, to share our previous experiences and hopefully our stories and the stories of our members moving forward will inspire people to want to either take part in Arizona Serve or with programs that are associated with Arizona Serve at the partner organizations that we uh, have members at. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having us. This has been really great. You're a rock star. Oh, thank you and she very has much. No, and she has no notes in front of her. No. I wanted to say at the very beginning. So she is a pro's pro when yeah, it comes is. to doing this. Oh, well, thank you so much for your good praises. And thank you so much for joining this team. I think that this is going to be a rock and roll year for Arizona Serve. And it will definitely be thanks to both of y'all here in Tucson. All righty. Well, thank you all again for listening to another episode. Stick around. We'll be posting more throughout the year. And yeah, happy AmeriCorps. Sweet. You got a lot of editing. You've been listening to This AmeriCorps Life, produced by Arizona Serve of Prescott College. Find out more at arizonaserve.org and at prescott.edu.